those personality characteristics and you also happen to be violent and stupid, then to be perfectly honest, your prospects aren't going to be that great. You're going to end up as a low-level criminal or an enforcer for a criminal gang or something like that. Either way, you're going to wind up in prison pretty quickly. But now imagine you've got those kinds of personality characteristics, but you are not naturally violent and you are intelligent. Now it's a different story altogether. Now you're more likely, as the famous Reuters headline once put it, to be more likely to make a killing in the market than anywhere else. I suppose we could then look at lots of people at the top of their professions. I mean, not just uh, day traders, but they could be lawyers, surgeons, CEOs. It sounds like those qualities that you just described might serve these kinds of people very well. Steve, you've hit the nail right on the head there, mate, actually, and I'll give you some documentary evidence for that. Last year in 2011, I launched the Great British Psychopath Survey. Now, participants were directed onto my website where they completed the Levinson Self-Report Scale of Psychopathy. It's a a standardised psychometric test which measures psychopathy characteristics within the general population. And what I wanted to find out was what was the most psychopathic profession in the UK. So as well as actually getting their score, feedback on their scores, participants actually entered their employment details, what kind of job they did, how much money they earned over the course of a year. And uh, we got over 5,500 respondees to that survey. And when I looked at the analysis, when I looked at the data at the end, the results really were an eye-opener. I mean, of course, you had at the top of the tree, the most psychopathic professions were your CEOs. They, in fact, were number one. But I have to say it to you, pal, number two was media, radio and TV, actually. (laughs) Journalism was down, I think, about number six or number seven so there you go you've got a lot to answer for (laughs) but really interesting was round about number seven or eight with a clergy Hmm. Now, that was a real eye-opener, but I've spoken to a lot of people since, and perhaps we shouldn't be so surprised. The bottom line is that any kind of profession where you've got a power structure, where you've got an organizational hierarchy, when there's the chances of wielding control and power over other people, then you're going to get psychopaths doing very well in that particular kind of milieu. It seems like there's kind of a paradox here, because you're saying one of the qualities of psychopaths is they tend to be charmers. They can win people over, partly by the force of their personality, and yet another quality would seem to be a total lack of empathy. And yet, if you have people skills, usually you have empathy along with that. You got it. Now, one of the really interesting things there, I always remember interviewing a psychopath a few years back, and he said, you know what, you don't need to have color vision in order to know how a traffic light works, okay? You don't need to see the red or the green. All you need to do is know which bits are lit up, and then you can act accordingly. Now, what we know about psychopaths is there's two different kinds of empathy, Steve. You've got what's called a cold empathy, and you've got a hot empathy. Now, cold empathy is to do with reasoning and rational thought. Hot empathy I describe as the feeling of feeling what another person is feeling. Okay, so psychopaths, it's true, don't have the hot empathy. They don't feel what you're feeling, but they have a cold empathy. They are very, very good at cognitively and dispassionately gauging what you might be feeling. And that allows them to be able to push the psychological buttons that really kind of get the rest of us going with relative impunity. And that's what makes them very, very good persuaders. Well, it sounds like you're saying then that most of us have some qualities of the psychopath. It's just not to the extreme that the true psychopaths, I mean, the the killers that we hear about would have. 
Absolutely right, Steve. Again, you've, you've absolutely hit the nail right in the head. And now an analogy that I use for this, uh, one of the reasons that I wrote the book in the first place is to debunk the myth that being a psychopath is an all or nothing affair. You're either a psychopath or you're not. Now, those characteristics of the psychopath that I mentioned to you earlier, so we've got charm, persuasiveness, ruthlessness, fearlessness, focus, lack of empathy and conscience. Imagine those characteristics as being the dials on a studio mixing desk, okay? Now, they can be twiddled up and down in various combinations. Now, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out where this one's heading. If you twiddle all those dials up to max, you overload the setting and you wind up getting 30 years inside. You blow the circuit, okay? However, if you turn some of them up high and some of them down low, depending on the circumstances, you become, in other words, as I say, a method psychopath, a little bit like a method actor, then you are going to have perhaps the kind of personality